Hello and welcome to another 10 Talk, an offering of Center for Self-Care. This is Mark Balser. I'm so excited to offer this talk, The Curiosity Habit, that I'm doing it from my car. And I'll be offering a class, Mindful Habit Change, at the Tradifferent Library one time a month over the next four months. Our first offering is on September 18th. It's a Tuesday night from 7 to 8.15 p.m., and you're welcome to attend one or all of our offerings that continue through the fall. Just visit www.centerforselfcare.com to learn more. Don't forget, four is the number four. So I have a poem that I'd like to share with you to begin. It's called Autobiography in Five Short Chapters. Chapter One. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter 2. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I still don't see it, and I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. It isn't my fault. And it still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. It's my fault. I know where I am. And I get out right away. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down a different street. Autobiography in Five Short Chapters by Portia Nelson. Being human, I can imagine you can relate to that poem. It's happened to all of us. And so in this talk, I'd like to explore curiosity about our habits. And I think it has a real application to mindfulness. Mindfulness asks two primary questions. What is happening? And can I be with it? These are questions of curiosity. And when we apply them to our habits, we offer a sustainable way to change them. I feel like all too often we try to plow through our habits, just using force of will to change what we're doing. So I'm not going to eat another dessert. I'm completely done drinking soda. I'm going to study and study and study so I do great on that test. Or I'm going to keep clean my house every day. And when we just try to use willpower, our habits often don't change. When we invite curiosity instead, we get to the heart of the habits that we've built. And so in this talk, I'm going to talk about bad habits. And in a future talk, I'll talk about establishing good habits. So my habit is workaholism, overworking, perfectionism. And I know where this comes from. As a child, my mom was a little tough. And so it was pretty easy to get punished. So I try to put everything in its place so that I'd never get myself in trouble. And that was a really important adaptive habit as a child to get through the world. But it no longer serves me so well. And so I find myself working my buns off just to get something from 95% good to 100% good. 
Sometimes it serves me, but sometimes it doesn't. And so in this practice of letting go of our habits, we turn our habits into choices. And to me, that's what mindfulness can really do. I have a friend who shares the three questions that you should ask yourself when you're caught up, when you're in an argument or upset or just spinning your wheels. And the three questions are, what am I doing? Is it right? What will I do next? What am I doing? Is it right? What will I do next? Notice there's not a lot of judgment in those three questions. In fact, the what will I do next paired with is it right doesn't tell us we have to do the right thing, but it reminds us what the right thing is. So an example I often use is when my son's not doing the dishes and it's time for him to do the dishes, I get increasingly frustrated with him and that probably increasingly raises the tone of my voice. But after a while, as I ask myself the question, I recognize that even though he really should be doing that, I'm probably not going to help him do what I want him to do by getting louder. And so instead I back off a little bit and I invite him to make his own choice about what he'll do next. And as we explore these habits, the curiosity of our habits, we'll often find that there's some early warning signs. We can feel in our body the anxiety that has us go for a cigarette or the anxiety that keeps us looking at our email or our phone instead of connecting with the people in front of us. And so if we can use those signals from our body, we can come up with a different habit, a different choice in that situation. Now, our body sensations feed into our thoughts. Think about what an emotion is. We really don't know what it is. One way to think about an emotion is to think about emotion as a sensation that we feel in a body with a label that our mind gives it. So not only can we check ourselves by looking for physical body sensations, we can also check our thoughts. What story am I telling myself that leads me to end up in this habit? One of my favorite meditation teachers, a gentleman named Corey Mascara, talks about the cow path. I like to think of it as the well-worn path, a path that we've carved out through years of experience and adaptation. And sometimes that path doesn't serve us so well. The teaching short story that he shares about it is a story of a neuroscientist who was at a meditation retreat sharing a story. So this neuroscientist studied the workings of the brain, but he said the thing that helped him learn the most about our habits and how the brain works was his experience growing up at a farm and then coming back. So this person had grown up on the farm, and this farm had a barn. It had a bunch of cows. It was a dairy farm. It had a wonderful pasture that was particularly good for grazing. And each day the cows went out and they did their grazing. They found themselves at the farthest field away. And it was when it was time to come in, they wanted to make a beeline, but they couldn't. Why? Well, there were some trees between the pasture and the barn, and there was a creek. The cows had to go around all the way to a little path, a, a little bridge along the creek. There were some shrubs, some stones. And so we ended up with a very wavy path as the cows returned themselves from the pasture each day 
back to the barn. This was their well-worn path. Their habit to avoid the trees and the bushes and the water and the stones. Well, this neuroscientist moved off. His family sold the farm. And 20 years later, he was in the area, so he decided to come back. And what did he find? Well, he was pleased to see that the barn was still there. He was pleased to see that the cows were still there. There was still that wonderful pasture, but a couple things were gone. There was no creek. It had dried up. The stones had been removed. The bushes had died. And the trees had been cut down. There was a direct route back from the pasture to the barn. But these cows still followed the same path home every day, winding their way back and forth and back and forth. And I think we use these same strategies in our own lives, that we've developed habits that no longer serve us, but we don't recognize them so that we let them go. In the class I'll be offering, we'll explore how to take a few steps off that path to experiment and then come back. And partly we can ask three more questions. As we're thinking about a habit that's no longer serving us, what is it? What is this habit? What's the underlying theme of this habit? How does it serve me? It could still serve me. Maybe it helps me relax, but at the end of the day, it gives me more problems than it solves. And third, and certainly most important, can I let it go? So you might reflect on this, perhaps meditate a bit. Check out my blog at www.centerforselfcare, The Curiosity Habit, and I'll share two videos with you. One, a meditation from Adyashanti that you might try out to explore the habits of the mind, and the other, a wonderful, very brief TED Talk from Judson Brewer that talks about how to use mindfulness to adjust our habits. So have a wonderful day, and I look forward to seeing you at Center for Self-Care. Thank you.